Hey, what's good? What's good? Hi. Hey. Hello. Hello Sunday. Hi. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I am blessed. I am blessed. I'm blessed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for coming no, through. Thank thing. you. How did you find, like, how do you know about me? Um, I had to do a bit of um, research on the gram. And then okay. after, after going through, um, like, loads of mums, um, blog and mums. Yeah, yeah. Came across yourself. And uh, really, really grateful that you, uh, you replied because I can't imagine how busy you are. Uh, being a mum and uh, yeah. the rest on the side as well like you'll be less busy tomorrow when they're back at school to be honest <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a new beginning <laughs> yeah I mean how many have you got two two oh bless, bless what's the what's the oldest eight and the youngest five okay all right so it's, it's still it's still towards those pretty yeah yeah it's, it's <laughs> It's a nice age, but it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't begin to imagine. I can't begin to imagine. How do you? Because from what I gather, you're you're a fashion stylist. Well, yes, I'm a fashion stylist. Um, I do many things. I'm one of those people that does a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I do fashion. I'm a fashion stylist. That's my job. But I also do art. So I'm an artist. Wow. And um, and I also run a business with my husband that we started in lockdown last year. Wow. And then I'm just about to qualify as a lecturer. So I'm teaching fashion, Jeez. styling. Wow. Yeah. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. There's not enough black people working in fashion. Really? And so, yeah. And so I thought, you know what? How, I need to give possible? back. They're just not... They're just not given the opportunities to get in there. So often I go into shoots and I'm the only person aside from a model who's black. And so I just want to open the door and like, yeah, do what I can (laughs) to help people. I don't feel that would be different because like we're we're like the most stylish of everybody. I I know. Yeah, we're consumers, we're doers, but we're not necessarily leaders. I mean, so we are in we, that industry. The door is still quite close knit. Yeah, but okay. Who influences fashion? I know it's us. Exactly. So would I you know. would you say that's more of a bigger role to play than that? True. It is, but I would. I'd really like to see um, people start earning money as well for it. Okay. You see uh, what I mean? So all of that creativity, they can get paid. Yeah, okay, okay. And be uh, part of it. <laughs> so what's the, what's the, is, is there an end goal? Is there a, this is where you want to be? Not really. I'm very ambitious. I always just, I, I think if I ever got to the stage in my life where I was completely content, then I'd know something was wrong with me. It's just not my nature. I always want more. I'm, I, I, I ve- I'm very appreciative. Um, I'm very grounded, but I think it's always nice to have something to like work towards. So I don't know. I don't have an end goal, but really? right now I'm, I'm, yeah, I just enjoy doing different things that make me happy and are fulfilling and I can 
keep a roof over my head by doing things that I like doing. <laughs> how do you, how do you, okay, how do you commit to all of that knowing that you've got a family to support? How do you take that risk trying to, it's trying to do something you love doing? Because with what I've observed, you know, trying to earn or make a living or even live comfortably off something you enjoy doing, especially as a mm -hmm. creative, is quite um, difficult. So how do, you, how do you take that risk? You know, what was your thinking process when you thought, you know what, you're going to push you? Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky. My, my husband is very supportive. So he's always just been like, I want you to be happy. And so he carried a lot of the financial strain when I decided to change careers and do this okay. but I think I got to I got to a stage in my life where everything was comfortable with what I was doing I was I was employed I was working in PR and then actually the thing that changed it for me was becoming a mum and that was the motivation because I was like wow this is it <laughs> like okay. I'm these these children are going to grow up and see me and I'm their role model and okay. what do I want for them and where do I see my life and suddenly I just had this light bulb moment and I was like it's now or never oh, and if I wow. don't do it that's it so I might as well take this leap of faith wow and do it and and I think I meet so many mums that in their maternity leave or whenever they just suddenly get all these like mums are quite creative like you just suddenly get these ideas like I just keep meeting women and they're like I started this idea when I was in on maternity leave I had this idea and that you know you hear about this whole idea of the mum boss and the mumpreneur there's just I don't know what it, I don't know what it is about becoming a mum but I hear it all the time so just these women just come up with these ideas and they're like I'm gonna make it happen I found a problem here's a solution so for me, I just have to. This is it. So you know? If, you, if you're trying to secure the bag, if you're trying to, you know, make it happen, have kids, that's what you say, yeah. Pardon? If you're trying to secure the bag, if you're trying to make it happen, you know, make sure, you know, your, your life is going down that track of uh, fulfillment, have kids. <laughs> Not necessarily, but I think having kids gave me a real sense of, like, my life and it that that I was like this is it I've got one life and this the, these guys are part of it and I look at them and they look at me and they look at what I'm doing and they see that I'm I'm happy and I'm excited and I'm thriving and I'm earning money and and that and, and that's what I want for them you know like I'm leading by example I want them I look at my children and I want them to do jobs that make them happy and know that they don't just have to do one job in their life either if they go to university and think or even if they don't go to university if they just say right this is what I want to do for my job and then they're like you know what I'm feeling this then I want them to do that that makes them happy wow well that's amazing that's that's absolutely that's honestly amazing it's different it's a different mindset you know like the generation before me my parents generation they wouldn't have seen it like this you get a good job, you know, like for my granny, I got a job working in PR at M&S. My granny was over the moon, like that's the dream job. I would have stayed there until I retired. And that's it, that's a good life. It's a decent life. But this idea of fulfillment, 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's just different. Yeah. What, what? What? Okay. What inspired you to go into fashion, into fashion design? Um. To be honest, I've always, <clears throat> I've always been into fashion. So, from a like toddler age, drawing, um, helping my mum to make clothes, she would sew, and she right. would, I would be involved in choosing the sewing pattern, the trimmings, Whoa. the fabric. All right. I always had a strong opinion about how I wanted to dress, how other people should dress, and okay. I cared about, I cared about things like that. I noticed things that other kids didn't and so by the time I was like 10 I remember having a big portfolio of design I just designed all the time and then um I think I was about 13 and a friend of my mum's gave me an old copy of her Vogue an old copy of Vogue and that's the, like I knew about fashion design, but that's the first time I heard of like Versace and all these things. And I remember going into my teacher and going, Sarah, I want to be a fashion designer. And he gave me a copy of a magazine called The Face. Okay. And that just opened my eyes. And from then I was like, right, I'm going to do fashion design. And that's wow. what I did for my degree. It, I, I, I like um, the idea of dressing up and expressing yourself I'm interested in how people wear clothes um I'm interested in what it says you know what they're saying about themselves and how clothes can make you feel different ways so I wanted to be part of that yeah (laughs) that's that's amazing but how do you how do you then that's like that's just a segment of what makes you you how do you manage that with being a mum of two yeah it's it's hard this year's been hard (laughs) oh my gosh um but no in normal times I think I've (laughs) no let's start again I have always been intentional as a mum I strongly believe that if you are a happy mum your children will be happy so there's no point trying to mother and you're you're completely like exhausted and flat out because you're not you're not helping yourself you're not helping your kids so you can't pour out of a empty jar you've got to fill yourself up so i've always been about self care taking some time out for myself that's really important for me every day even if it's 5 minutes to so just sit down and have a hot cup of tea not a cold one and i day to day I wake up at 5 45 every morning it's something I got myself into yeah (laughs) you're looking at me like I'm crazy but I wake up really early because I my kids wake up at seven and it means if I wake up at 5 45 I have an hour of peace to myself and I can use that time lately I've been using that time to journal actually so that's when I wake up I'll journal I'll read a devotional I'll do meditation all that kind of stuff sometimes I just get up and I'm just bashing at work I'm doing emails I'm planning for a shoot and I know that I've started my day being constructive and I've got a lot of stuff out because I feel like when I'm with my kids I really want to be with them and I and I've done that before where particularly when they're younger you're on a call you're doing work and you've got one on I've you know like I'm carrying one on my back I'm cooking I'm trying to like do a voice note 
or you know I'm sat one's climbing on me on the desk and, and trying to do all these things and I wasn't doing anything well like nothing I was doing was being done well because I was trying to do it all so when I'm with my kids I'm with my kids when I'm working I'm working and as they get older they they know if they come in and they see me working out or doing pilates or whatever they'll either join me or they'll just walk backwards out of the room and go oh mummy's it's mummy's time <laughs> we need to leave her alone and um, so yeah I think I juggle it by being really strict with making sure that I'm looking after myself wow. Wow. <laughs> that's um the, the fact that works I think the fact that works is what amazes me um because you, you, you sort of read all of these sort of uh, techniques in terms of trying to mm -hmm. manage yourself, manage your mental health, you know, find that work-life uh, balance. And also show yourself some self-care, but it's always, it's always tips and advice. And what you actually, you know, uh, following it. And you sort of, you've, you've got it. It seems like you've got it mastered. Because... I don't know if I'd have it mastered, but I think one thing I'm learning as I get older is I'm very honest with myself. So sometimes I don't have it mastered and I will acknowledge that I'm just stressed out. And I'm literally like, where's the CBD? <laughs> where's, where's the CBD? Where's my headphones? I'm, I'm out of this. Yeah. But um, I think I'm, I'm ju I just realized that I'm honest with myself and that's what works for me. So that's what my self-care looks like. That's what looking after myself looks like for me. It might be different for someone else. I also, I work from home. I've, I've done the commuting and I've, be, I've done being the full-time working mum and commuting every day. And that's a whole other thing. Um, but certainly for me, that is what works and I have to do it. There's, there's no wiggle room on that because the days when I don't do it or the weeks when I don't do it, what happens is it's just chaos. And yeah, you just, you, you feel like you're being pulled apart. So I need to be grounded in order to be a really good mum to my children, a really good wife, a good daughter, a good sister, a good friend, and then good to myself. See, I, I, I sort of forgot that there was that other side to being a mum and a person. Because you, you, think, you think, well, I think of my mum and I just think of her as a mum because of just how mum she is. But then you think mums have to deal with that and then like you said you know you've got to be a good daughter you've got to be a good sister you've got to be a good friend you've got to be good to yourself there's so much there's so much around yeah. in the world. wow wow that's that's intense that is intense yeah i suppose now that i'm a mom i look at my mom differently okay um, because you just when you're little you look at your mom and you're just like that's just mom that's just what they do they're yeah. just getting on with it and yeah you are, but it's it's different when you're in that place. Okay. This is all loads of stuff going on. <laughs> right. Okay, the, the, the one thing I know people tend to do, or you know, I'd tend to do when I was younger, is things I'd say I'd do as my parents, and things I said I wouldn't do as my parents. Do you do you find yourself consciously thinking about that, or sort of? you know, stopping yourself and thinking, oh, wait, that's, that's what mum would do, or? Yeah, I think certainly before I became a mum, I was like, I'll never do this, I'll never do that. <laughs> and now I'm on the other side and I'm literally like, you know, like I'd be like, oh, they'll only, 
that you know I won't have any of those plastic flashing toys because I want everything to be really like beautiful and all this kind of stuff and wooden toys and and now I'm like it's you're happy it's flashing <laughs> it's a really ugly plastic unicorn that talks and glitters great like do your thing <laughs> go <for laughs> or like oh, I don't want them too much screen time too you know and I'm like you know, especially as my husband works in tech as well. And th these children are growing up in a digital age. So I realized that I'm kind of balancing. Well, they're learning to code. That's a whole language that they're learning. So I can't be like, I don't know, all, a lot of those things that I thought I never do, I do. But then at the same time, I catch myself and I realize I'm a mum. It's particularly when I'm angry <laughs> or I'm telling them <laughs> off. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm a mum. You know, I'm like, why are you making so much noise upstairs? Stop, stop all the noise. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh no, I'm coming, my mom. <laughs> I get it. I get it now. <laughs> so you hold your mom a big hug then? Just yeah, thing. I do. <laughs> well, they haven't got to teenage years yet. Once I get through that, I'm literally, yeah. That's the bit I'm dreading because of my because of how I was. <laughs> oh, I, I did both girls. Have you got two girls? No, I've got boy and a girl. So it's the girl. Oh, <laughs> I, oh no. <laughs> I mean, you got balance. You got balance. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm, I'm not sure which was more of a handful: two girls or two boys. I think um, little boys, when they're little, they're just like puppies. They're just noisy and climbing on things and moving around. I think the biggest concerns that I have now is my son as a teenager in South London. That's the kind of stuff that I'm already starting to think about. And just, yeah. I mean, where we live particularly, it, there, were, there were times when, I mean, we literally, there was a boy who was stabbed across the road from us a few years ago. Um, wow. it, it's, it happens all the time and that's that's the kind of stuff that we're starting to talk about. Wow. Raising a black boy um, who is street wise, who is safe to go to, and I'm not worrying every day about them coming home from school or sending them to the same, you know, can you go and get me some milk? Mm. So simple things like that. Wow, wow. So uh, we, we've we've got we've got Rochelle joining us. She was meant to join okay. us, but she was putting her baby to sleep. Oh yeah. Um that's Hey guys. Hi. Hi Rochelle. Hi, sorry about that. Hi, how are you? Uh, we're good. We're good. Well, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, if I <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, good. Good. How's your baby? <laughs> um, he's basically going to be two, so he's really not a baby anymore. Um, but yeah, he was just screaming, so I was like, no, I need to put him to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Have um, you guys got any kids? I've got two kids, but they're a bit older than yours now, so I'm. Oh. I'm kind of past that. 
<laughs> Every I'm time not, I I'm think of having here. another one, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I like my sleep. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite there yet. So this is, this is, this is, like, a, this is like a learning experience for me, you know. Okay, away. cool. <laughs> Take it away a bit with chips. Um, <laughs> So Ivadni, is that is that how I pronounce your name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ivadni. Uh, Ivadni is a well, she she's a woman of God of many many things. I don't even know. Doing all the things. Do you want to just uh, let Rachel know a bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm a mum of two. I've got five year old girl and an eight year old boy. Um, and then I'm a fashion freelance fashion stylist and an artist um, but I started a business with my husband in lockdown that kind of took off and then I'm just finishing up um, to qualify as a lecturer, um, a fashion lecturer uh, for like colleges and uni so that's oh that sounds really me. interesting really yeah, interesting lots of different lot things yeah, yeah loads, loads going on there that, I keep me. I was saying that I just I keep meeting mums and they're like, there's just something switches and they have ideas and they're like starting a business or like I don't know just something sort of change with me, and so I just do things. I'm like yeah, that's good. Whatever me? works for you, really. <laughs> what about Michelle? Um, so as you know, I'm a mum of two, I'm a wife, so I'm married as well. I am actually a senior practitioner, so I'm a social worker, I work in charge children's services, so that frontline. Um, got a mummy podcast, I've also got my own mummy blogging page as well, so that's pretty much it. <laughs> but it's a lot. <laughs> so you you both you both taken on a lot, a lot that is Again, I still can't comprehend how, how you manage to, you know, juggle everything about, like, I was speaking to Vanda earlier about how she managed to juggle everything about, how she managed to keep being a mom and having a life outside that, you know, keep it balanced. What about yourself? How do you, how do you balance all, all the things that make you you? Do you know what? I honestly don't know how I'm surviving. I don't know how I'm doing it. Um, I just think that when you've got a bit of willpower, when you know what you want to do, when you know what you want to achieve and you know what your goals look like, you've become really motivated to do it. Um, so for me, it's, it is hard because obviously having such a young child, I went back to work when he was, what, six months old. Um, so I didn't really have that whole year of maternity and bonding and all of that stuff. And then obviously to send him into nursery, um and then it's just basically just to make sure that his future is secure that's what's at the forefront of my mind at the minute making sure that I kind of give him the best um footing in life as possible and then doing all the extra endeavors that I do um I enjoy doing these things it is a lot of work but I enjoy it as well sometimes I feel like oh my gosh am I neglecting my family um am I putting too much into these things am I not in the present the here and the now am I thinking too far ahead what, where am I at sort of thing I don't know if Yvande can relate to that as well yeah definitely it's I think that's what I was saying like mm. 
you, you're constantly thinking. <laughs> Your head never switches off. You're thinking of like every single scenario. I was just saying like, even with my eight-year-old boy, I'm thinking about him as a teenage boy. And like, is he going to be safe? His journey to school, mm. so like all sorts of things. Then going back to school tomorrow, you're thinking about things. It never stops. And the same, like, because I do my Mums at Slay um, blog stuff and and you think but but it I balance it out Michelle because I'm just like you need this time for yourself and Mm. if it makes you feel happy that's a good thing for your kids to see it's inspiring Mm. it's true it's true I mean I guess my perception is that um I don't know do children ever think about our mommy and daddy did this for me because they were trying do you know what I mean I feel like um, reflecting yeah. on my own childhood and being um, uh, an adolescent and stuff like that I'm always like oh my mum and dad should have done this or they should have done that or they should have done these things for me um, and it's only as you become much older you start to think actually I can see why they were doing these things um, so yeah maybe there'll be that appreciation a little later down the line yeah it'll be later <laughs> a lot later on right <laughs> I think that's similar to what Evadne was saying earlier about you know, there's certain things a mom did or her parents did that now that she became a mom, she can now see why, you know, why she'd done it. Like, that's, it's, it's amazing that you both sort of, you know, think, think that way um, mm. about being, what being a mother. Is there anything you do as a mother that, that sort of triggers you to your mother that you think, oh God, you know, that's what my mom used to do? <laughs> um do you know what as I've um gotten into motherhood I'm I'm still not 100% in it yet I'm still fairly a new mother I think um he's only what he's gonna be two in March um the 16th so I'm like yeah I'm still a new mom I'm still learning I'm still navigating my way and there's still a lot of things that I don't know but um with regards to my own mom sometimes I'm like I say things and I'm like that's what my mom used to say or that's how my mom said oh yeah you're gonna raise your child in this time I was like no I'm not I'm totally different we're nothing to like and then I end up saying little phrases or things that she says and I'm just like hold on a second you sound like Debs my mom's name Deborah I'm sure she won't mind me sharing that but you sound like Debs for a second what is going on um, um but me and my mom we're 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 quite similar um but we're quite different as well so my parenting is a bit more lax whereas she's a bit more like no a bit more firm and stuff like that so we do clash in that instance but other than that I definitely hear myself in her sometimes oh gosh I said the same thing (laughs) what's your what's your first um the the first time you found out you're going to be a mum or the first time sort of hit you do you both sort of remember that moment where I can't hear that you're going to be a mum I don't think Rochelle can hear. No? Hello, hello Rochelle. Let's see. Um, oh. Can you hear Vandy? Can you hear me? No. Okay, so it's... it's um, all right. Can she, can you speak? Can she speak? Hello. Yeah, yeah so we can hear you. So maybe. There. No. 
questions in. Um, should I speak? Should I speak uh, until and then we see what happens? All right, please do. Yeah. Um, I do remember the first time I became a mum, I was actually living in um, Canada. So I was, it was just me and my husband and I was away from everyone I knew. Um, actually, let me start that again. Let's... Is she going to log out? Okay. Um, I think when I, so the first time I became a mum, I just remember feeling like, like I, I, I wanted to become a mum, like we wanted to get pregnant, but at the same time I was like, wow, I'm going to be a mum. And it's something you think about, particularly as a girl, from a very young age, you're playing with your dollies, you're pretending to be a mum, you stick your dolly up your jumper and you pretend you're pregnant. And I was like, my gosh, I have life growing in me. This is it. I, I just remember being so excited and terrified and thinking, am I too young? Like, I wasn't even young, <laughs> but am I ready? Um, just all sorts of things. And I was living in Canada, so it's very, oh, I was away from all of my friends and family. And just, I felt a little bit lonely in that sense, but I just remember being incredibly excited and I bought like 10,000 books <laughs> on pregnancy <laughs> and read them all. And I was obsessed about every single week and what was happening inside my body. Um, but yeah, I, I just remember being so happy. Um, all sorts of feel feelings really. Wow. Whoa. There was a problem though at one point. Um, <laughs> I remember the midwife. Um, she thought she could hear two heartbeats. Oh. And uh, that was terrifying because the thought of having twins for my first kid uh, was, yeah, that was scary. Like that, that I was like, this cannot happen. This is not my portion. And thankfully, it was just my big son. <laughs> I was not ready for twins <laughs> but yeah wow we're just talking about your first time that you sort of discovered or it sort of hit you that you know you about to be a mum that what was that like for you <laughs> absolutely shocking um, and not in shocking as in the sense that, oh, I didn't know that potentially I could end up pregnant, but it was the fact that I was pregnant and I just, it wasn't supposed to happen at that moment in my life. I was planning my wedding. Um, I was doing a lot of things. I was saving. I was trying to buy my home. There were so many different things that I was doing. And then it was like, well, this massive spanner in the works. And I was, I wasn't ready. It was a shock, but, uh, a natural shock I would say <laughs> um, and then being pregnant I don't think it actually dawned on me that you're going to be a mum you're going to actually be a mum I wasn't ready for it um, 
in terms of practice I have quite younger cousins so I had a bit of practice there then my brother he's got two um, children so they're older than um, Lucas so I had a lot of practice there but I still wasn't actually mentally ready to become a mother and um, I think it was approaching maybe the 40 week mark and I was just like okay <laughs> mentally you're actually going to go into labor very soon and that means you're going to be leaving the hospital with a baby um and I think it was at that point I was like okay you're going to be a mum are you ready for it I, I was questioning myself like all the time are you actually ready for this and up to this day sometimes I'm just like I'm actually a mum I can't believe that I'm a mother I think um, that all the time <laughs> I look in the mirror and I'm like are you Rochelle are you Shells or your mom like who are you um so I think there is definitely a, a massive identity shift um an identity crisis for some mums when they do become mothers it's hard it's hard it's hard it's hard it's hard and I know mm. I I always say and I say on every platform that I only plan on having one child um but for me it's just been a massive adaption in terms of like things I have to do going out my independence like children are really really heavily reliant on their mums and actually having a child now makes me even more grateful for my mum or to my mum just for the sacrifices that she made career-wise um loads of different things like not being able to do certain things maybe going on holidays and stuff like that just because she was a mum and she devoted her life to being a mum wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. yeah I remember that I when I had my son I bought myself a necklace with my name on <laughs> it was just like I was like no I'm me like I know I'm a mum but I'm still me um, but I will say, as mine have got older, it, it, you do find, not that you're, you've lost your old self, but you're, you're more than a mum, like you're a new version of yourself, which is your mom, the mum and who you become. Like a couple of years ago, and I'm so glad I did it now because literally three months later, coronavirus came, but I went to New York. I did a mumcation as I called it, and I went by myself <laughs> to New York for a week and I met up with, I've got a friend who lives in New York and another friend who lives in Boston. And, you know, my kids are old enough. They stayed with dad, stayed with my husband. And I went to New York for a week by myself and I had a great like time and I never, ever could have imagined doing that. And I thought I was doing something really radical, but when I was speaking to some of my mum friends, they're like, yeah, I always do that. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> I've been missing this trick because I came back feeling completely revived. Um, and I was really, you know, like on it again with the kids. I just, that sense of stress had all gone. It was amazing. And I was ready to do, do it again last year, but again. obviously, no. <laughs> Lockdown and homeschooling. But it does come back it's hard you don't and I meet so many women they just don't know who they are and who they should be and you feel guilty you're not doing enough for your kids are you being too selfish are you not looking after yourself what could you be doing better like every little thing that's what I mean you're constantly thinking before you go into bed you're like oh maybe I should have put more vegetables on the plate make you know they're not the reading or the phonics maybe we should have read this today and yeah it never stops but you have it to give doesn't. yourself a break and mm. I always think of 
I remember when I had my son, there was a mem that went around and it was like the dad at night, the mum and dad in bed. And the dad's just like, I'm a great dad. That's all he's thinking. And then the mum is like, oh, the laundry, da, da, da. You're like literally thinking all these things. And it, it is like that. It's very different. It just never, it's never ending. It's, it's no. a, um, and not to moan and to, to, to sound like it's a negative experience. It's just that shift um, from thinking about I and self into now thinking about your child 24 yeah. seven. So whatever I do, Lucas is always at the forefront of that however my day is going I have to think about okay what's what's Lucas going to be doing what's he eating is his breakfast sorted is his clothes sorted like now I've got his clothes all set out for nursery his bag is packed everything's ready for tomorrow because if I don't do it no one else is going to do it but it's just the way that I am and mothers are we have to think we have those things in the forefront even when we're sleeping we're we're dreaming about our kids (laughs) but as a a mother though how how do you go on a momentation? Are you able to? So when you went to New York, were you able to turn yeah. off your your motherly? No. So like I remember, I was so excited to go, and then literally on the day I went, I got in the cab to go to the station, and I cried. I was like, "Oh, I'm leaving my babies, my husband. I can't like literally." And all I could do was like, "I'm gonna see my girls. We're gonna have fun." And literally, for the moment I left, I was like, "Oh!" But then I got on the plane, and after a while, I got out there, and you know, I I um, FaceTimed. My son was practicing his violin with me out there. But at the same time, I just you know I check in on them. But then it wasn't good for them as well. They were missing me. And they had this great time to have the whole week with daddy. So I, after a while, like, you know, I called them at the beginning. I called them before I left. And I just, not that I switched off, because you don't stop thinking about your kids. You don't stop thinking about your family. But I really enjoyed hanging out with my girls and not having the kids like pulling at me or being distracted, which is what was normally happening. And we just had this time to like spend hours, hours talking to each other. Never could do that. Or like me just having a day and saying today I'm going to do all of this today go to the museum go have this to eat go oh I might just go to a vintage shop no I'm not going to go to it I'm going to do this I hadn't been able to do that for years so I really really enjoyed it and I came back and I was refreshed I'd got all of that out of my system and back hat back on and back to normal it was great (laughs) I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I honestly can't wait to do that. <laughs> well, it's been well, a long time. What would be your um, ideal location for a momcation then? Oh, anywhere. <laughs> I'm not picky. <laughs> and anywhere, and I've said it, I was friend, I was like, I can't wait till this lockdown's over so I can just, like, even if it's for a weekend, like Saturday, Sunday, mm, if it yeah. had to be in the UK, anywhere just to have a breather just to collect myself just to reflect to have some fun and just have some downtime from being a mm. mum and um, just being myself again so honestly anywhere would do for me you <laughs> know like lucky. I remember when my when so my son was at school and then my daughter started nursery and one day I went to a spa so I dropped them both to school I went to a spa in Battersea so it wasn't far from me I spent like a bit of the day at the spa and I was back for the school run and it was just yeah that because 
hadn't done anything like that for years you're just having kids <laughs> making babies <laughs> having babies make another one and that was good so that's that it is just having that time to yourself because you need to you know I was saying this before you need to have that time of grounding and so yeah I I was saying Rochelle you know and and I think it is because my kids are older but I'm really intentional with the time that I have for myself because I can because I can just leave them to play mm-hmm. and often when I leave them to play that's when my mum comes out because I'm shouting at them for making <laughs> loads of noise but they're having fun doing their thing and I'm left to like have a little bit of freedom without someone climbing on me or needing you know when they're younger mm. they physically they need you yeah like they can't, can't survive on that <laughs> no absolutely there's no such thing as independent play yet or anything no. like that it's literally if I go upstairs it's mum if I go to the kitchen it's mummy if I go to the bathroom like he'll come and open the shower door if I'm in there like he'll come and sit on my lap if I'm in the toilet so I actually don't get any breathing space he's all over me um I actually dropped him to my mum and dad's for the weekend and um my mum was like as soon as he woke up it was mummy mummy that's all he said like mum 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 like obviously yes he knows his dad and stuff like that and he'll go to but he's just when I'm putting on makeup, he's there with his makeup brushes as well, doing it too. So he's attached, Aww. like literally attached. <laughs> oh man, that's cute. That's cute. So, <laughs> Ivana, would you say you miss you miss that side because that sounds completely different to your um, your journey as mother now? I think you're both in different. You're both. In different. Yeah. So you miss that. Yeah, I do. Sometimes I, I'm like, I want another baby because I just miss the, I miss um, them needing me as much. But I, I want the, I want the independence, and I think part of being a mum is you're training them up to ultimately push them out the nest. Mm. So as hard as it is, like when my son, he, you know, a couple of months ago, he's like, you don't, I can put myself to bed now, and I was like, oh. oh. But oh. I, I've been oh my oh. <laughs> just little things, you know. My daughter's gonna be six and and I think of her just as a baby the other day and it just I look at them sometimes and I'm I'm searching their face for that baby and wondering where the time went. I'm looking at old videos of them that feel like yesterday of them toddling around and not speaking, you know, like I can't even understand them. I can't understand what that toddler was saying and yet I knew it, it all then so yeah I do miss it but each stage that comes is amazing I'm having conversations with my kids now that are just great like I'm and especially in lockdown that's one thing we've got out of it I never would have had all of this time with them to just understand who they are how they see the world they're interesting and I can see their personalities and I know who they are um so it's nice, but a part of it is now I'm realising that it, it it starts to get quicker and quicker. So I really do want to just enjoy every moment. Oh, yeah, that's what they say to me all the time. Like, just enjoy yeah. the moment because he's not going to be this small and cute and mummy-fied all the time. He's going to grow up and you're going to miss this stage. So I'm trying to embrace it. I'm trying mm. to live in the moment and to just, um, yeah, but the time definitely goes really quickly because I'm like, oh my gosh, the baby phase is slowly like, I 
I can't even remember him like as a little tiny baby, mm. let alone this mini human who's nearly 20 years old throwing tantrums and stuff like that. So yeah, the time goes quickly. Oh, that's blessed. That's blessed. That's blessed. <laughs> you, you're both, you're both um, very social media uh, involved. Like it drives a lot of the things you do. Um, do you ever sort of think about your children growing up in that world and if you're going to sort of protect them, shield them, and how much of that do you show to them or do you sort of introduce to them in their early age? That's very, very mm. good question. Very good question. Um, the reason why I say that is because it's been quite a contentious topic for me, um, especially where Lucas is so young. So um, I work in safeguarding and there's a lot of cases that I've come across whereby um, children's images are used in inappropriate ways. I'm just gonna say it like that. Um, and this could be online, it could be very innocent, but they're used in very inappropriate ways. And I remember when I started um, my podcast, my dad didn't actually know about my mummy blogging page, the mummy scrapbook. So I had started that when I was pregnant and initially I was actually just sharing images and it was going through each stage of like pregnancy, um, breastfeed and all the stuff that comes with motherhood and then it got to the point where I was just like okay I've seen a lot of these other pages um, do I need to start like people ask so many questions about you and do I need to start showing who I am and who my child is so slowly 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 Lucas started making his grand appearance online um, and then now my page is literally just covered in Lucas there was a point and I think it was like last year when I was just like I actually am getting sick of putting my child online and just exposing him to essentially like, yes, people are nice and yes, you can create fantastic friendships and groups and circles, but they're actually strangers. I've never met these people in real life, in person to say, I know who you are. Um, and I think that's the, the ugly side of social media. And I think that's the, the daunting side, especially for parents that we actually don't know who it is behind the phone like people create fake accounts all the time you can steal someone's picture and pretend to be somebody else um and my child is essentially online for everyone to see so in terms of like ensuring that he's safe I try not to post him in the nude so I make sure that he's fully clothed try not to post him like I've done a few posts where he's in the bath but you can't see anything apart from his head so I try and make sure that his body is covered up as much as possible I know every mum's different some will say oh it's cute to see the baby in the nappies and stuff like that but each to their own um I need to make sure that my child is safeguarded as much as I can with what I'm doing um and now actually he's of the age where he pushes my phone out of my hand he doesn't like taking pictures and I honestly feel like I'm wow. just I'll use the word exploited I've taken so many pictures of him and videos and to, to put online and he doesn't like it anymore as soon as he sees my phone like this he's screaming like no mommy no he doesn't like it so now he's on a break I'm not gonna like take pictures of him whatever if he can't see then that's different but I'm not gonna be like oh my gosh I need a picture of Lucas so I need to kind of center what I'm doing around myself I'm an adult I can consent to what I'm doing if it be cleaning if it be me having a mummy nag then that's a different story and I can I can put myself out there I think that when they do get a bit older, I don't know what they're going to think. I don't know whether they're going to be happy with this generation of parents literally <laughs> posting every single picture online. I also think like, 
our pictures were in photo albums so we could go back we can mm. look through the photo album but theirs are all online for everyone to see what if they don't like it what if they're like I wish my mum never put me online and my dad says it to me all the time just be careful think about what you're doing and I'm just like yeah I'm, it's, it's in the back of my mind it's definitely a thought so that's the tricky side for me yeah I'm similar I'm, so my as I said my husband is a techie so he's always been suspicious of social media for ages. He doesn't have any social media accounts. Mm. Um, whereas I'm just like, yeah, I've always loved it. With my kids, so a couple of things I've um, done. I've never used their real names on social media. So I have a like made up like pet names that I've used for them since they were on there. And I think similar to Rochelle, I remember I was on Instagram kind of, and you know I was on there early like in 2012 I was like oh yeah this is great and I remember coming across what you're talking about like people using images of babies and in an inappropriate way so I was always aware of that and to begin with I wasn't really putting their pictures on and then I was like oh I'll only do it like a bit of a face and then I was just putting their pictures on but for me it's definitely no none of this in the bath or swimsuits and stuff like you could you couldn't pay me enough money for me to do that just because of the things that I've heard have happened with some of those photographs I think for me because of what I do so I do kids fashion styling um and so a lot of the clients that I use particularly in lockdown I've been doing shoots with my children for brands I'm comfortable doing that and they don't mind to be honest um so until they say they don't want it then that's fine but I use their images where it kind of it syncs with what I do for a job but um that's that's about it and the day that comes and they're like we don't want to do this and they don't do it basically I, I don't know what it will be like I don't yeah, it's interesting. Social media, this generation of mummy influencers, mm. what will these kids turn into? I, I actually think they'll be quite anti. And from what I can see from Gen Z, they're very much more private um, than us. But yeah, we'll see. But that's it for me and my kids. What, what makes you say they're much more private? Um, I think not private but they're just a little bit more aware and so they're kind of shunning like hashtags they're not really into like filters and presenting yourself in the perfect way that we probably are like our feeds are much more curated and considered if you go on TikTok people are happy to just have a laugh at themselves and just be a little bit more real and authentic I think than us um and certainly what you know like what I'm seeing with the students that I'm teaching it's just a slight it's a different mindset so I think it'll be interesting to see what our children grow into but they're certainly growing up even in school they're learning about social media they're learning about the dangers like they've seen how the dark side of social media and everyone's kind of learning it in a way that we were the guinea pigs um and and they will have you know yeah they'll have a better understanding of it I hope certainly my kids will be with my husband there's no playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, th I think it's hard just because there's I mean when you have older children there's a lot more pressures 
So there's a pressure to dress a certain way. There's a pressure to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, yeah, with each age group, there's going to be different kind of pressures that they have with regards to online and stuff like that. But I know a lot of stuff does happen like bullying online and exactly inappropriate images or sending around and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, it's a whole nother realm. I think yeah parents of teenagers that I know it's really tricky and for me I don't want to give my I want to hold out on my kids having phones as long as I can and I will be checking it daily because they're almost desensitized to porn and they're sharing images of each other it's very inappropriate a lot of bullying for girls low self-esteem um yeah it's it's very messy so yeah, that is a worry. Teenagers right now is a worry. But I yeah. do feel for the, the the little ones, hopefully they're going to be okay because their parents are more aware. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, we, we're coming to like the last five of, uh, of our little tweet. Um There's one thing we, we love. I don't know about yourselves. We love music. We love music. I don't know about you two. Um, if you do love music, I don't know if you've got a song that sort of um I don't know that reminds you that you're a mum that you sort of celebrate being a mum. Is is there a track you listen to that you like you know you get your mum group to? No. Okay. <laughs> right. No, there there isn't because I'm just like trying to not be a mum twenty four seven. So <laughs> the yeah, to what I watch it's not mummy it's like disassociating myself from motherhood like okay. the music I listen to is literally for shells like my my yeah. me to enjoy like for me to turn up for me to have fun I try to like outside of <laughs> the hours like, nursery rhymes nursery rhymes <laughs> literally everything like whatever he listens to on the, the tv like all the children's songs and the nursery rhymes yeah, I think that's what enough mummy-fied stuff for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love music and I listen to it all day long. But like in the so in my shower, I have a Bluetooth speaker, and every morning I have a playlist that I listen to that is like my feel-good playlist. But it's nothing to do with being a mum; it's to do with being me, Evadne. So I've got all sorts of tunes from my childhood. I got wow. Shaka, I got Prince, I got. Tayana, I got all sorts of beyond everything on there. It's about me feeling like I've got this because you kind of need to power yourself up to get through the day. And as Honestly. you said, Michelle, stay motivated. So my music is like power, woman, you've got this, you are good, you are awesome. Let's go. Mm. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what what artist or what track makes you feel like that? So there's gonna be a track that comes under your like, yeah. What's your what's your you track then? Oh God, I've got so many. And it, I don't know. It depends on the mood. <laughs> I, I was mean, gonna say that as well. Yeah. Like level up is always a good fun one in the morning. Um, and is actually, I like Ciara level up because my daughter loves it. So <laughs> I like. I like to think of her like getting powerful and being a strong woman, not a strong woman, but like an authentic young girl and becoming an authentic woman when she's older and just feeling like 
yeah, we've got this, but I, I couldn't give you one. It well, could be well, a day where it's like Erica Badu. <laughs> or, I love Erica, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it just for me, it, my mood, like music, it depends on my mood and then the genre that I listen to. So honestly, it could be anything. Today in the car, I've been listening to some Afrobeat just because I just needed to have a little dance session in the car driving. <laughs> um, it just depends. And sometimes I like a bit of trap music, and then other times I like old school R and B. I like I'm trap music in the car. If I've yeah. driven to school, normally I drive to school and then on my way back, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the car. I'm imagining I'm I'm in a music video. I just done a school run. I'm like, yeah, boy, yeah, let's go. <laughs> honestly honestly so it just depends on the mood that I'm in I swear all your listeners will be like looking at their mums differently like what yeah mom? like whoa <laughs> mums are cool too you know yeah we, we are cool it. we're cool we still got it just don't let them see it yeah <laughs> thank you thank you thank you so much you've both been amazing absolutely amazing um I I still can't I, I still can't comprehend how you guys managed to do all that you do but you know all the best all the best and I wish you both a great journey through motherhood and I wish you know both of you success you know being a parent and hopefully not hopefully by the grace of God and universe um, your kids are going to grow up to be um, exemplary people in society and um, they're going to lead by example yeah. and they're going to make both yourself and their fathers proud so thank you ever so much and all the best and all that you do thank you so much both of you thank, thank you. you for having us thank Good you it's it's <laughs> all right have a blessed week ahead all right thank you Great. thank you you too take care all right, all right bye bye lovely to meet you both bye yeah you too